Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. So this week's episode's a little different. I actually kind of jumped away from the pop culture and decided to bring in, um, bring back my friend Ryan, um, who was in the last episode, and talked about how um, they created their sex education for the LGBT portion in their high school. So that's what you're going to hear today. It's pretty awesome, and they're only in high school. So enjoy. That's basically it. We're just gonna. I'm gonna keep that there. Yeah. Sure. We're just gonna talk. All right. So, just tell everybody who you are, where you're from, okay. and uh, your preferred pronouns because that's what everyone likes to hear. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my name's Ryan. I'm from Centerville, Maryland. I'm a junior, and I use he/him pronouns. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you, I want you to explain to everybody what you basically have done in your school. Um, in regards to sex education. Sure. So, um, I... First, before you say that, tell them... Well, say this and then tell them why you did it, because obviously... I mean, that might come out while you're talking about it. Yeah, sure. It's kind of Uh, obvious, but... Yeah. So, I write and teach uh, queer, inclusive sex ed at my school. So, um, I've been... I go to a private school, so I have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to curriculums and stuff. Is it a private Catholic school or just no, a private school? private school, non-secular. Uh, so freshman year, everybody does one quarter of wellness. Um, so I took it my freshman year, and then after that, uh, during the summer, I spent time with our diversity leader or our diversity coordinator at our school. I was like, you know, this, this it's a pretty good program, but there could be more. Um, so I spent like 15 hours with him writing this new program. That's crazy yeah. to me. So we sat down, we did a bunch of research, we looked at schools. We um, used a lot from this one program up in, I want to say Michigan. Oh. This random county in Michigan had this like amazing like course on teaching gender and sexuality to kids. Really? Yes. Yeah, so Do you know we, where in Michigan? I don't. I don't Michigan's a hard state to yeah. like, you know. It was somewhere up north. Breakthrough. Um, and even up north is even well. They do have universities and colleges up yeah. there. So. so we looked at that a lot. We looked at like APA stuff like that. Um, What's APA? Uh, American Psychiatric Association. Uh-huh. So we looked at sort of some of their definitions to right. give like a better baseline for students. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we used my experience as a trans man, and then our diversity coordinator is a queer man, so we used his too to sort of make like um, a good relatable program for kids Mm -hmm. so it comes down to we we made um what is a two-day lesson for kids going over uh human sexuality gender gender expression gender identity um and sort of like if have you seen like the glisten um triangle Mm -hmm. so we go over that we use like the gender oh yeah okay stuff like that okay um, and so then I get up in front, and it started out me and him taught in tandem. When did you start this now? When was this um, whole process starting? So we wrote it the summer before my sophomore year, and I taught my first class sophomore year. 
So. Wait. You're teaching it too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I... I think I remember you saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, I, whatever. <laughs> so I mean, for, someone's got to do it. For two classes um, every quarter, I skip my own class and I go to a room full of like 15 freshmen. Um, What's that like? It's, it's interesting. It's actually really crazy how different each class can be because mm. last year's they were more shy, more reserved. They uh-huh. were like... You know, they were open to the idea, but they weren't really ready to explore it. But this year's kids have been, like, super into it. They're very... They ask questions. They're super engaged. They want to What if that has to do with anything with the media? And it has changed... In the past year, it's yeah. really... I mean, it has changed. And, and shows that more shows are coming out, like Pose and stuff like that, yeah. just show other sides to people's lives. Yeah. And, I, and that might help. Social media does help in a weird way. Yeah. We do activities where we're like, yeah, can you guys name some, like, queer people? Can like, they? And they can. Like, it's crazy. They're super into it. Um, Has anything surprised you? Like, how the hell did you know that? You're a freshman? <laughs> I mean, not really. It's more surprising when I'm like, yeah, name a transgender person. Um, and they actually will. Okay. Who do like, they normally name? Do you know? Um, Caitlyn Jenner, Jazz Jenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like, yeah, yeah. you know, people with their own shows. Yeah. I've gotten Josie Tota a few times now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so it's very surprising. What about, like, Laverne Cox or anyone like that? I think I got her once. Okay. I think I had to, like, prompt people to be like, yeah, Orange is the New Black. You guys remember anyone from that? And they're like, oh, yeah, Laverne Cox. Okay. All right. Um, all right but right, they right. know her, so. Okay. And then um, we'll do activities about, like, gender expression, so feminine versus masculine versus androgynous. Um, and people really are able to name celebrities now who, like, people who identify as men but still dress feminine and stuff. Like um, Billy Porter. Like Billy Porter. Yeah. We talk about him a lot. I mean, he's a great example, and he's yeah. a man of color, so it's yeah. even better. Yeah, he's great. Um, I use him sometimes to talk about gender expression outside of, like, the normal binary, uh, or, like, to explain the term GNC, so gender nonconforming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, what's your, what's the area like, though, where you live? Is it conservative, oh, or is yeah. it? Um, so, I live in a town of 3,000 people. Well, that's tiny. Uh, yeah, so, small town, um, Gunston pulls, so I go to, I go to the Gunston school, it's a private school, mm-hmm. and it pulls from a big area, so, oh, okay. Centerville, Easton, Annapolis, I think we have a few kids from Middletown, um, but it, it definitely ranges on the political scale. Um, from conservative to non-conservative to, to liberal, somewhere in the middle yeah to somewhere in the middle because there is all this middle ground that's working right now there's the ultra conservative and ultra democ- uh, liberal yeah they're all crazy right now yeah. and there's all everybody in the middle so we definitely have a wide range of students even in that class you know every time there's kids who are more to the right more to the left more unsure you know it's the parents yeah <laughs> ninth graders don't really know what I mean they don't know I mean yeah yet. so it's mm. interesting though and they shouldn't. I mean, I mean, they should, but, like, they don't have to, like, go crazy over yeah. it. So, when you talk about this, mm-hmm. what's the name, what is, um, you're just a part of the health curriculum now, right? So, like, you're all about the gender studies, and do you talk about sex with it, too? So, I, our, we have a teacher for the class. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only there for a few, but sometimes, you know, I'll drop in and I'll watch lessons. But we do have a pretty good curriculum surrounding that um okay i didn't i helped to write some of that i didn't personally write it but i love that you some commentary to it (laughs) thank god Uh thank god for people like you because it's literally (laughs) that means there's hope for the future uh what made you decide to do this um i'm super into advocacy so i do speaking events and stuff i've taught sex ed with some colleagues how old are you 
I'm 16. You're amazing. But I've taught sex ed with colleagues of mine from uh, Johns Hopkins okay. a few times. Um, but it's just like something that I, I'm really into. And I, I like working with, you know, kids. Ninth graders aren't kids, but, you know, younger people. They, I mean, they're still coming out of the eighth grade, so, like, they don't know, like, it's that weird between phase where you're like you could be really immature or you could be the complete opposite where I was the complete opposite I couldn't yeah. stand half the kids I went to school with I was like no 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 I'm better than you I don't like just and we didn't have like all this the social social media wasn't around like yeah. that so it was starting there definitely was chat rooms there's definitely all those things online but uh, what's your story like what's your like story if you don't mind My talking story. about yeah, no, that sure, yeah, yeah of course um so i came out as gay in eighth grade okay uh, about halfway through eighth grade and then a year later halfway through ninth grade i came out as trans mm-hmm. um so i came out into my mom november of ninth grade and then over the next few months i sort of started coming out more to friends <coughs> in school uh and so my school coming out story is actually a little interesting so i go to a school of about 200 people oh yeah very small wow um so, total? Total. 200 kids total. Yep. So how much is, how big is the freshman class? So the freshman class is about 50 total, and then it's split into four groups, so I have about 15 kids every That's so small. It is. It's really small. It's really nice, though, because everybody I mean, knows each other. Say, yeah, they um, do. <laughs> so it, it makes it less weird to teach them, because I'm like, That's true. you know, if they're all quiet, I know everybody's name, so I can call somebody out. True. Nine, nine through twelve, mm-hmm. or seven through nine through twelve. Nine through twelve. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue with your story. Yeah. So I came out to the diversity instructor first, and then I came out to my headmaster, and my headmaster was like, "Well, we have a few options. We can either send out a newsletter, or you can stand up in front of the whole school and tell them." And so. Wow. I. So I came out <laughs> to him in like January, February. Um, and I, the plan initially was to wait until sophomore year and like go through freshman year as a girl and come back sophomore year as a guy. And I just like, I could not wait that long. Um, so we waited until spring break and the day after spring break, I got up in front of the whole school. We have this thing called morning meeting. Um, and so it's just a a whole school meeting. Um, and then people can make announcements and like anybody can go up and say whatever they want. Mm. Um, and so I went up and I like gave this very, I, I had something planned out in my head, but then, like, I was 14, and I was in front of 200 kids, and I was, like, I mean, were you nervous terrified. All, yeah, I like, were like, you crazy nervous? So I, like, stuttered out some form of, like, you know, coming out to everybody, um, and then, like, everybody cheered, and I, like, passed out or something. I didn't actually, but, like, it felt like You just don't remember, I like, was, like, glazed over, and you were like, yeah. well, that went a lot like, differently yeah. than expected. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any backlash at all from jerks? Because there's just some jerks. Um, just because of the not, way they brought it. Not to my face. Well, so I've had issues. I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I play soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had issues with the soccer team. On um, boys team? Yeah. Okay. So not, not the kids at my school, but um, other leagues. Oh, other, well. Other yeah. teams. So since we're a private school, we play a lot with like Christian schools. And so there's this one school in particular. A few of them... But How would they know, one, though? There was one leading the charge that was like, if you let this trans kid play on your team, we will drop out. Well, then you automatically win. And then, yeah. Right? It's a forfeit. So, they would drop out of the league. Uh, so then, wait, since wait. our... Wait. Yeah. Because of you, because they would drop out of an entire league because of one person? Yeah. Wow, so, you're very threatening. I know. Look wow. at me, like, 5'3". <laughs> so scary. Wow. Uh, but so... That is stupid. There was issues with that, um... 
and then like we didn't tell any. So the way the way I heard it, I missed all these meetings. They wouldn't let me go. Uh, so the way the athletic director told me was like, we told them that there's a, a trans athlete on one of our teams, but we didn't tell them which. So really, it's a win. And I was like, oh, why would you tell them at all? Um, yeah, like why would I, I don't know? Because yeah, no one would know. know. Um, but then well, I don't think they would. So I did get caught by that one team um, on the men's. So I, I was a starter for men's varsity. I was like, I was a player on the field. You know? I took up space. Um, and so it was like, this is, I have top surgery now, but pre-top, you know, I was playing and it was rainy and we had white shirts on. Uh, so it was obvious. And so it was very scary the next game, um, knowing that they knew. And I was, I didn't get to play that game. Um, and I didn't know why until afterwards. My mom was like, oh, you know, like, they found out you're trans, and we were all worried for you, so I wouldn't let your coach put you in. Uh, and so... Okay, well... Well... It was it was interesting. Listen, I am not going to put anyone down for not knowing what they don't know. You know what I mean? I, that's what I always say. I think people are stupid, usually. But, however, they were just... Those kids, too, are probably just being told something from up, up above, especially from a, a conservative-specific school. All right, well, anyway, so you got past that. Yeah. And you're, um, no one's been mean to you outright, like, to your no. face. If they were, I'd punch them anyways. I can't stand <laughs> that shit. Uh, that's pretty cool, though. So that's yeah. a great story. So your, what about your uh, dad? Did you mention your dad? Uh, yeah, my parents are both great with it. Yeah. Um, they're fantastic. My, my dad is, like, he's in my life and all that stuff. He's less involved with my transition just because, you know, my mom really likes to scoop me up and coddle me for that part, but he's he's it. really great about, like, fighting with insurance companies and stuff, the stuff that my mom and I don't like to do. Um, so he's he's been fantastic. He's awesome. He's the best. What's the law in Maryland? Everything's changed. You can change. You can get your name changed, right? Mm-hmm. You can do all that. Yep, so yeah. I've had my name changed, my driver's license driver's changed. License. Um, I actually wasn't born in Maryland. I was born in Colorado. So it's been a bit tougher with the birth certificate. Mm. Um, but Colorado is fine, isn't it? It... Uh, until recently, it did require proof of surgery, uh, okay. but I've, I've had surgery, um, cool. so... Top surgery, you said? Yeah, top surgery. How was that? I mean, you're uh, so... I feel like you're, like, 30 years old, but you're only 16. <laughs> Maybe going yeah. on 17 soon. Yeah. When's your birthday? Uh, March 18th. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. soon. Cool. Yep. Yeah, so I came out at, uh, 14, started T at 14, top surgery at 15. So cool. Um, and then the goal is bottom surgery at 18. All right. So, yeah. Cool. That's the intense one, right? Mm-hmm. The scary one. That's the one. Are you going to do this skin to the... I'm hoping to use the, my yeah. leg skin. Yeah, that yeah. one's less popular, but it leaves less of a mark. Yeah. So. I've seen it because I've studied up on all this. Because I talked to a lot of trans kids. Yeah, I was checking lot. out your episodes and I saw There's that. There's so many. Yeah. But it's like so cool. And and everyone wonders. They ask, they ask this sometimes. Or someone has asked this in, in the press. Or, like, oh, everyone's just coming out because it's a thing. And I was like, no, they've always been there. They're just allowed to feel more comfortable, even though we're still not good enough yet. Because people, yeah. kids are, some kids, two kids just committed suicide. One was nine, or 10 or 11 years old, and the other one was like 16 because they were bullied. Yeah. One was gay and one was trans, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's so cool. I mean, you're so cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like the best thing ever. Um, so yeah, so I talked to a lot of trans kids and um, they're all at different, obviously, um, points in their lives. Yeah. 
Um, I'm on like a crazy accelerated rate for transition. I have like tons uh, yeah, of trans friends, and I'm like I mean, you are. way ahead. It's, you are. Does yeah. insurance cover it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, so 18, so you have like two more years. A year and a year. Yeah, I guess, so year. the plan right now is to uh, finish high school and then take a year off between high school and college uh, to get surgery and recover. And then go back so that I don't have to worry about like. I would love to follow that journey with you. I'm gonna continue to follow that journey with you because it's like the coolest, (laughs) coolest thing. You obviously have support. Um, Are you dating anyone? I'm not. No. No. Is there anyone (laughs) in your school that? I mean, the school's so small that like dating people at school is a little. Do you date girls or boys? Girls. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, But. Yeah, dating at school is something I try to stay away from because there's like enough. 200 kids, and if we have Listen, a terrible breakup, I have to I never dated anybody at my school. Yeah. And I had gay friends. <laughs> I mean, my friend and I, we like hooked up because we were like, we came out together. But yeah. other than that, I went to the all boys school actually. <laughs> <laughs> Two people from there. And then uh, a college person. Yeah. I was in high school, they were in college. Mostly older. I can never, I was never mm-hmm. into like the same age or yeah. younger. Yeah. Um, always older than me. My husband's older than me. Yeah. I don't know why. I had a, I had a long time girlfriend um, who I was dating when I came out. Um, and we ended up breaking up over the summer actually just because she, she's older than I am. We started dating. She was a senior and I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, you know, she's, she's a, young. Yeah. She's a sophomore in college and doing other things. So we, Right. We figured, you know, it might be better just take things on our own. Um, but she was great throughout my transition. She was super supportive. Um, so, so back to the health thing. Yes. Is it completely implemented and, and it being mandatory, or can you opt out? Uh, you have to take it. Cool. Yeah. Just make sure because so, that's the big thing with that whole health. A lot of health classes you can opt out yeah. of if it's <coughs> excuse me if it's a specific subject that day that they don't want to talk about, they don't have to do it. I'm like. All right. Yeah, we don't really tell the parents. It's not like next week your kid is going to be learning about transgender people. It's just <laughs> like it's just like suddenly I show up in the room and they're all like, "Oh, Ryan's here." Right. Um, and so, why does your name say or? It's uh, my full name is Orion. Um, ah. I generally just go by Ryan because it's easier. But yeah, Orion. Oh, I like Orion though. Yeah. That's cool. Like the like the constellation. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Parents. Was it literally your parents, or did you just pick that yourself? Um, so if I had been born male, it would have been my middle name. Um, well, but I didn't like male, if I uh, didn't. I didn't like the first name they had picked out, so I took yeah. the middle name. Um, Orion's middle name. Orion's my first name. Oh. It had it, so if I had been assigned male at birth, I would have been Bauer Orion. Got um, it. Bauer's a family name, and then Orion's a chosen name. Got it. So I took Orion, um, and then my middle name's my dad's name. Oh, cool. Because, yeah, so my family does, like, you know, chosen name, family name, last name. Got it. Yeah. All right. So, All right. Sticking with the formula. Got it. They are. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, so the health thing, you have to do. It's part of our freshman curriculum. Mm-hmm. Every quarter, uh, you get you take a different class. So it's, um, you take one quarter of art, one quarter of wellness, one quarter of computer, uh, and then one quarter of music. Okay. And then that sort of, like, helps you figure out what you want to take later on because we have advanced courses and all of those um, except for wellness so one of my current goals is to actually uh, create a curriculum for all four years for sex ed so that's what I've been working on uh, lately now that I've gotten the freshman thing accomplished um, I want it for freshmen, sophomore, juniors and seniors I think you said that, but it yeah. that really wouldn't be implemented until you're actually gone, probably, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's probably what I'll end up working on this summer. 
Uh, Who's gonna teach it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I'm still here for a year, I guess I could, but we... Just, I guess, just oversee it. Yeah, so, um, the plan is probably, we have this class called, uh, the Gunston Experience, and so it's... The what? The Gunston Experience. Uh, kids take it, like, 40 minutes every week, and you just, you sort of learn about, um, how to be a better student, what the college process is like, stuff like that. It's different for each grade. That's so nice, because you know what, they don't, like, a class on empathy, for instance, you know what I mean, like, something like that, like, they can't do a lot of this stuff in public schools, because mm-hmm. they have to go off with the, whatever, yeah. all the, um, Common core guide, or whatever. Um, yeah. Believe me, I had a part, I took part in writing, um, the curriculum, the LGBT curriculum for New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's got implemented, it's there, it's, it's, uh, they're launching it for a year, and oh, ten cool. pilot schools, just obviously works out, work out the kinks. But it's fifth through twelfth grade, all oh, wow. subjects. That's fantastic. I uh, know it's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty epic actually. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing, but there's so many mm-hmm. guidelines. Yeah. So what we basically did, the started writing, we had a, we literally got all of those, mm-hmm. and you should see those pages of just like things you have to do. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's bullshit usually, but because well, the thing with health specifically yeah. is like people could teach health, right? Mm-hmm. But. Not really. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do, like, a day of it and yeah. say you did a whole week of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really can get away with that. And then gym teachers like teaching, and they're like, what the... Yeah. Our athletic director teaches it. He's fantastic, though. Well, he's um, good, then. They're good. Or they're right. good, yeah, yeah. so... Um, usually they're not. Yeah. I think my guy, person that I... He was okay. Yeah. I think it was... Everybody. It was... Uh, so, I, I, I went to public school before going to a private high school, and when I got there... Um, Everyone was talking about the athletic director and like, oh, he's so great. And I was ready to meet him and have him be like a, like a fat six-year-old guy. And he's like, he's this great like, pro triathlon runner um, in oh, his twenties. But I was like shocked. I was like never encountered a gym teacher who was like average right. weight. Right. Um, I yeah, I had like two. A guy and a girl. One was she was full lesbian, <laughs> and then the other one. He had this whole thing called sharks and minnows. Oh, yeah. And if you, you're either a shark or you're a minnow. And they're like, that's how we actually graded you through the process. <laughs> but I actually only took gym my freshman year. That's it. Oh, yeah. And I only took health two semesters and that's it. Okay. Yeah. My school doesn't offer a gym class. Um, so you have to do, you have to get two credits uh, for athletics every year. So you just take a, you have to take a, oh, it is a private school. Private schools do that. Because, yeah. like, you have to take a sport. Mm-hmm. It could be anything, but you got to take a sport. Yeah. I, all the theater kids would take golf. <laughs> they were like, whatever. And I was like, you play golf? They're like, yeah, I don't really play, but I'm, like, there, and I swing up. sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's stupid. And they go, also, that's why our sports aren't very, sports aren't very good, because everyone has yeah, to do it, and they don't really want to do cares. it. Right? Yeah. Do you have um, field hockey? What's that called? Field hockey. Yeah. yeah. Field it's a hockey. very private, like, Yes. Yeah. School thing. Field hockey, lacrosse. Lacrosse, um, yeah, yeah. And then our campus is actually right on the river, so we have sailing and crew, too. It sounds very white. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we is actually... Is it expensive to go there if you don't mind my ass? It is. Yeah. It is college level. Yeah, that's how when I... Um, I used to choreograph... I'm a choreographer. Mm-hmm. I used to choreograph at a private school. K through 12, 38000 a year. Yeah, 26000 Yeah. Um, so one kid would cost like... Financial aid stuff is great. Well, though. they, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, actually, there was a few kids that were on... They had Their programs were crazy, though. Mm-hmm. There. I mean, they had, like, so much money that they didn't even yeah. have to do it. All private. Mm-hmm. Big an, an endowment, like, $2 million yeah. endowment or whatever. Um, I mean, whatever. It's cool. As long yeah. as you're doing what you're doing. And yeah. that's actually pretty important. 
And we have a lot of um, international kids, actually, oh, cool. and so this is, sometimes this is really their first introduction to, like, what it means to be transgender, or, like, oh, yeah, that's you great. Know, alternate sexualities. Yeah, stuff. especially if you come from specific places, like, uh, let's say, parts of Africa, yeah. or Pakistan or Palestine. Yeah. Um, those are harder countries to, well, they're just not great. Yeah, most of our kids come from either uh, South Korea or China, mm, Okay, that's... but it's still... Uh, can be like a new topic to them, or at least just talking. China's about weird it. too, because like China has like these—they're <laughs> conservative in a lot of ways, like a lot of ways. But at the same time, they have these like crazy like sex things they do. Mm-hmm. I'm not generalizing that all, all <laughs> but I've done my research because yeah. this is what I do, and this mm-hmm. is like it's just interesting to learn. One of my goals is to get over to China, get over to Japan, get over to like more places. I've done interviews in India because I do work for LGBT rights in India. Okay. And uh, so I've spoken to people over there. I work directly with uh, Prince Mavendra, who is the first openly gay prince. So he's amazing and we do really, I've done really cool work over there. Yeah, that's super cool. And that country's like kind of doing this weird thing where it's not illegal to be gay anymore. They got rid of that law, which was in practice for like 250 years which is crazy because of the white person came in and colonized and you know the whole story so it's like but it's a pretty cool place like they they have a third sex so it's mm-hmm. a hedra which is transgendered basically so yeah. the transgender rights actually have been in place more over there longer yeah. than over here yeah that's something we talk about and don't even, I mean, um, in class is like non-western identities and stuff yeah um, it's like a disclaimer that we do at the beginning is like you know, we're going to talk about what is relevant to us in our area, but by no means is it comprehensive for the whole world. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that we've started doing recently. It's different everywhere. You know, yeah. it's like here, here just like so many years ago, we were allowed to get married, right? The gay people are allowed to get married, right? But that doesn't mean federally they're taken care of in a lot of ways. So just just they're just not and then you then you the trans trans things start to really come into light when a lot of people were getting killed especially in countries like brazil i mean the 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 rate of death is is just insane um but we're slowly i mean we have a crazy government right now anyways so it's like who knows what the next four years are going to be like oh god we're moving to holland or sweden or whatever um so okay so you do all that's so cool. I just am so dumb. Because you're the first kid I've met. You're not a kid, but you're the first young adult I met. <laughs> You'll be 17. Um, that's legal. Um, uh, that I've met that has done something less, like this. I met, I mean, I met, do you know who the real Rebecca is? I they, sound they just. She just got um, her first, she's a transgender superhero from huh. Marvel. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I interview her. She lives in New Jersey, but she lives about 90 minutes from me up oh, north. Okay. And her dad's a pastor mm-hmm. at a Lutheran church, and uh, she's an uh, she's an activist. Like she's the big her biggest why she got really like blown up is because uh, she's she's trans. She came out at nine. Yeah. Transi- started transitioning, um, and spoke in front of like thirty thousand um, evangelical <laughs> wow. people That's in crazy. Texas. Oh. <laughs> uh, as, and came out as trans yeah. and I like, told them all this and, but it was like amazing because the movement happened and like parents started coming up to her and like the kids started talking to her and she, she became very popular and her mom's really protective but like awesome too Jamie like her mom is like a badass like yeah. because people come for them all the time obviously there's like a lot a lot of nasty people I've seen the comments but but 
through their faith and through like even in their church they have like uh, non-gender specific bathrooms and like anyone that has questions they give them Jazz's book yeah and they go start to go read that first and then we'll start having conversations but like everyone's working with them it's like it's like there's power like it, it can happen it's just doing even what you're doing is like that's literally you'll, you won't even know probably like the effect you have until <laughs> you would never know it's because you know it's like it's only freshman year it's only freshman yeah so, so imagine when it's going to be every year yeah for that one kid or two kids that were like oh my god yes that's me mm-hmm. yeah that was definitely like a part of it was sitting through this wellness class my freshman year and sort of so I took it pretty early on in my freshman year so I wasn't out at that point um, but I knew and so like sitting through, know. sitting through my you know very cool very liberal 20 uh, something teacher talk about gender and just being like oh god like oh man this is so uncomfortable um, and then were they awkward about it? I mean no he was just he was teaching you know it was it was a job he yeah. was just teaching it he got paper in front um, of him and he but it's, was telling you it's stuff. always like you know the I know this thing about myself and I'm scared everybody else knows and now we're talking about it in a big class sure. and like oh god what if I say something or what if I'm too interested or like you know and you um, did and look yeah and suddenly now I'm teaching the class you know? that's great <laughs> And it's interesting. We're so scared because of what society seems like, but then when it happens or we, we come out or whatever, whatever it is, then you're like, oh. People might freak out, but yeah. same, even that, like, I was lucky. I didn't, I was like, I'm gay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're like, well, duh. I was like, whatever. Um, so I like, you know, I, I came very early. I was 16. Yeah. But it's just... The, the funny thing is when you do stuff like this, right? Then they have no power against you because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I am. <laughs> this is how it is. Yeah. They're like, well, but it's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think another class, like teaching sex ed like that, and like that's what allows that. Even if they don't agree with it, even if they go home and tell their parents and the parents are an uproar, I'm sure you've gotten letters. I don't know. I mean, we haven't had anything bad. We've had some like scary scary parts where we're like oh no like there's this kid in class who we know his parents are like very not okay with this stuff and like would definitely be upset um with us teaching this and so like that day we made like a little like we're not teaching this to force a gay agenda on you or anything we're just teaching it because it's something good to know um because we were scared he'd go home and tell his parents that like Constance forcing the LGBT probably hates his parents agenda. just kidding <laughs> It's like, um, I don't tell my parents anything. But we haven't gotten any complaints or anything. Okay. And, um, you know, we... I... So I, I started a GSA. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I so, kept trying to get to that question. Yeah. There is so a GSA. There is now a GSA. So oh, okay. I tried to start one freshman year, got shot down. Um, is it again. gender sexuality or is it a gay straight alliance? Gay straight alliance. So it's different it's everywhere. Just, yeah. It's... Nobody even breaks it down. We just say GSA. Right. Um, but... Yeah, so I tried freshman and sophomore year and got shut down, and then so while I was spending my hours in the summer working on this uh, sexuality program just to, you know, keep it relevant and keep it current, um, I was also writing a proposal for the GSA, um, and so finally, junior year, I got it uh, accepted, you know, after two years of asking and asking. 
Um, but yeah, if they hadn't said yes, I probably would have brought in legal action because there's a precedent in Maryland. Yeah. Um, so I. Oh I yeah, there is. So is there in Jersey too? Yeah. You can't actually. Technically, you can't deny. Actually, ACLU, you can't deny that. You actually can't deny those things in the country. Yeah. Because you so, can bring in the ACLU, like you can do all of that shit, oh, yeah. and then the school's like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I have I have friends at Free State Justice uh, that I was prepared to like yeah. dial up Fuck and be yeah. like, hey, hell um, yeah. Uh, so their main argument was we have a diversity club, mm-hmm. uh, and they were like, you don't need a GSA, you have a diversity club, and I was like, well, because uh. the diversity club is mostly um, event based, so they're more focused on. Um, the National Student Diversity Leadership Conference, and then our school's Global Diversity Day, or Global Awareness Day, mm. um, and so they're based on that. And so my argument was that you know it's not comprehensive enough and it's not specific enough to queer students. No, it's not. Um, so we got the GSA, and through the GSA, I also accidentally started a monthly speaker series at our school. Um, so for Transgender Day of Aware of Remembrance. Um, I wanted to bring in this uh, really cool trans woman that I know from Baltimore, uh, but she unfortunately wasn't able to make it, so I ended up giving a speech for Transgender Day of Visibility, uh, and people really liked that, and so that led to me speaking at uh, a Maryland Gender and Sexuality in Schools conference, Um, and then now I'm having her come in for Transgender Day of Visibility. But that was cool. another whole big fight because I was like, "Yeah, can I have her come in?" And my headmaster was like, "No, we've already done enough trans stuff for you. Like, we need to let other people do it." Um, which was a little frustrating because nobody else has been bringing in speakers, and now that I want to bring somebody in again, like, they uh, say no. Well, can you bring anybody in though, right? Yeah. Oh, they don't want her to come in because you're already. Well, done. yeah, they're like we've her, we've right? already had yeah. enough trans speakers. Like, you know, if you... we had somebody, yeah. Um, And he was, my headmaster was like, you know, like, if we had one person come in to talk about, like, drug addiction, we wouldn't want to have another person come in. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because nobody else is trying to have speakers. Like, I'm not Well, I'll go speak. I'll go speak for them. I'm I'm not taking away opportunities. You're not taking away any opportunities. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? So I found a loophole where I was like, all right, I'll bring her in, and it won't be for the whole school. It'll just be for the GSA. But she's on campus, and there's 200 kids, so people are going to meet her. Um, so when you do these speaking, everyone goes? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. cool. So when I did it, uh, we were all in our, our gymnasium, and it was like a... I just Great. got up and talked. Um, so that was the initial goal, but I think now we'll have a smaller meeting space, um, and it'll just be like probably 20 kids that actually want to go. How many kids are in the GSA? Um, it, Currently? It, it fluctuates, but yeah. it's anywhere from like 10 to 15 will show up. Queer? Um, or just allies? Uh, it, or it, it's a, a wide spectrum. It's, yeah, yeah. it's my friends, um, kids who are queer, uh, and then like freshmen that I know that I have like whipped into going. Yeah, yeah. And, Like show up or else. Do you have know. any gay boys in your school? Like gay mm-hmm. cis, cis? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we oh, that's good. have. I want to say two openly gay. That's guys. the hardest thing to find for me. I can never <laughs> find them. It's hard. When I get up to the, if I go to like 18, 23, I find them more. Yeah. But if they're younger, mm-hmm. I, so I have like my like ones that I go to all the time if I want to like bring them in for something, but it's the hardest thing to find. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm telling you, it's a male thing. Like it's that idea that everyone created that they see in here and they're afraid to come out. Yeah. Um, 
so my goal eventually is to try to get as many in one room that are cis male like because like I know they're there they just don't want to come out yeah well they don't want to like come and speak on behalf of um, and it's also like you know I get different brains too like I get I get someone like you who's 17 going on like 25 and then I get someone who is 17 yeah you know what I mean yeah. So it's like I have this like game that I play that sometimes like a kid's like I was just editing a podcast episode where there were allies. They like they started their GSA. Yeah. These two guys. Yeah. Um, straight. Like, but they're like, oh, like theirs are amazing. The conversation I had to like move a little fat forward because I had to put them inside of like queer culture and they 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 were cool with it. But it was funny to listen to them talk and then I get the other flip side where I get these like yes girl and I'm like all this <laughs> stuff going on and I'm like it's so funny the difference in students yeah. and when I spoke to a bunch of kids in LA I have a really cool event out there called Models of Pride it's the largest youth gathering of queer kids it's okay. like 1400 wow oh my god it was amazing so I did four recording sessions like an hour each mm-hmm. those kids were just like <laughs> like blew my mind away because yeah. I mean they were just it was amazing. Yeah, that sounds so. Cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll have to bring you over where I live too, because uh, Garden State Equality is like our state's um, LGBTQIA plus all that. Uh, like they fight for all. They're the ones that pass the, the curriculum on the table. Okay. Yeah. Well, make it better for youth, which is my friend. She also got the thing on the table. And she created it and then worked with Garden State Equality. It's just like so cool. Yeah. And it's right where in my hometown. Okay. Where I live. Um, so I have to come over and uh, maybe you can come to Pride or something in yeah, June. Sure. Uh, Pride's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then um, I'm also, I'm having a live recording session in oh, April. Yeah. I don't know oh, if you'd nice. be available to come to that. Let's see. It takes you two hours to get here? Uh, one hour. One hour. Oh, okay. So it'll take you about two and a half to get to where I live. Okay. What, what yeah, town Yeah, because it was that? an hour and a half. Uh, Asbury Park. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of my parents are from Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, so. Yeah. If you wanted to come and just... Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll message you and tell you the date yeah. of that live session. It's, it's not till April. Okay. Uh, April 17th. It's a Friday. Okay. Friday night. Yeah. And we'd love to have you come to our Pride. Um, we do a little small town Pride. Oh, cool. Uh, it just started last year, but... Because our... of you? Just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm on, like, the board. Uh, <laughs> but we do, we do a little Pride gathering in, the, in one of the more liberal small What's towns. the name of the town? Uh, so it's held in Chestertown. The Pride Telton Chester. Pride Telton Chester. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we have three P flag chapters uh, in my area. We have Chestertown, uh, Centerville, which I founded, and then Easton, and they all sort of band together to create a little like Pride event, a little Pride. Oh, what do you guys yeah. do at your Pride event? Um, so we have drag queens. Yeah. Uh, we have a DJ. Um, the mayor is super cool. He'll get up and speak. We have youth groups uh, come and sing. Um, and then we have vendors. We'll have school GSAs. Can have tables and stuff. Is it diverse? Does it bring in people from all over? It brings in a lot of white people. Um, <laughs> it, it's, That's just a fact in some areas. It's area. interesting. I mean, yeah, wow. but it, the whole town gets super into it. There's pride flags everywhere. Oh, cool. Um, and we try to make like a whole weekend out of it. So we try to have events in each of the towns that have a chapter. When is it? Uh, it's May second. May second. Yeah, so we try to do it in May so that the college kids are there because it's. Uh, oh, I'll be in Minneapolis. Ah, uh, tough. Dang yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The, I, with my job. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I believe I will be. Yeah, I'll be. Okay. Yeah, because oh, we try to do it so the college kids are still there. Because it's that's good. It's a five minute walk. Uh, the town square is a five minute walk from Washington College. That makes sense. Uh, so they get it super into it too. Yeah. Um, Pride kicks. I mean, we. My other job is so we. My husband's a, a female impersonator. Mm-hmm. You know the show The Golden Girls. Yes. He's Dorothy. Okay. The Arthur and this thing called the Golden Gaze NYC. Uh-huh. And we tour. We're just on a cruise ship for 10 days. Oh, wow. Don't worry. I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> um, with a Golden Fans cruise. So, like, 1,600 Golden Fans. Wow. And they performed. Um, so, we tour. So, Minneapolis is one of our next cities we're going to. Well, one of, one of the next cities we're going to. Um, yeah. And, and we do the, they do the Pride in Nasbury Park. And then we tour every weekend, practically. In June, because wow. they're that busy, obviously. And it's good. It's fun. It's really, really fun. So I manage them, and I... So I'm usually gone a lot. Yeah. But um, oh, it's literally on the, the weekend I'll be in Minneapolis. <laughs> so are you guys super into the like the New York City drag Well, scene? they... Well, they're called the Golden Gaze NYC, because okay. we were all originally from there. Okay. Jason and I obviously live an hour away from the city now. <laughs> um, we're not into... The, we don't perform at clubs. We only okay. do theaters and like cabaret houses, yeah. because that's that's what it is it's easier for them they do a musical basically they do three shows and one of them's a musical they're all musicals but uh so the the cabaret and club theater setting is more adapt is better for us yeah um yeah it's pretty it's crazy they've been together three years and it's taken off like nuts and golden fan golden girls fans are are amazingly crazy (laughs) oh my god that's the boat was insane it was amazing. It was exhausting and beautiful. Yeah, that sounds good. Do Anyways. You, do you know Marty Cummings? Marty yeah, Cummings. Marty Go Cummings. Okay. Uh, Almost uh, going to win that office, hopefully. Yeah. So they're from my town. Oh, um, all right. So they, I know they Marty were, well. Yeah, they were our main drag performer last year. They oh, come nice. back every year to do Marty's like, amazing. You know yeah, Marty's husband? It. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blake. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a piano player. Yeah. Um, they're a fantastic group. Yeah. Um, Marty's crazy. Yeah, so, I knew Marty when, and now I know Marty now. <laughs> then, and now I know Marty now, and it's amazing to yeah. see their transformation and all that stuff. And, yeah. And um, politics, always been a political person, but hardcore right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish I could vote, but I help <laughs> out in other ways. Yeah, they're amazing. They'll be, we cross paths sometimes. We're going to P Town. They might be there that weekend. Okay. Have you ever been to P Town? I've not. Oh my God. Provincetown. <laughs> oh. uh, the super, super gay town of the mall. Yeah. In Cape Cod. It'd be far from here. You probably have to like fly to Boston and then go the rest of the way. Yeah. Pretty far, yeah, so. I mean it's for we drive, but it's like a six-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I love Marty. Um, That's I, so cool. Yeah, I got to see them a few weekends ago. They did a charity show at one of the little theaters near me. Awesome. Yeah, and I got to that, that is so fantastic. What yeah. a cool connection. Yeah. Yeah, Marty has been really, really cool. Uh, I do a lot of kids. I do a lot of work also with um, drag queen kids. Drag kids. Yeah. Uh, Colorado has a huge scene. Yeah. They have Dragutan there. Do you know Dragutan? I don't. It's but it sounds the cool. thirteen to seventeen years old. That's the age range you have to be in. It's all for just drag tweens. Wow. Teens, tweens, whatever. Yeah. Anything in between. Um, and they, yeah, it's like a festival. Uh, not a, like a drag con, but like for tweens. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. You should go to drag con if you ever get a chance. Okay. <laughs> it's insane. Um, cool. All right. So we just got off the cuff a little bit, but it doesn't matter. Uh, what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, I know I said it like a hundred times, but like I'm always inspired by people like you because it just like literally calms me down to know that you're doing what you're doing. Um, and your energy is amazing and like you seem very put together, which oh, you are. Thank you. 
Uh, bravo to your parents, because I know it's, as parents, I'm telling you, it's, that's who raises you. Mm-hmm. Um, you make your own decisions, but, you know. Do you have siblings? Yes, I have two younger sisters. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, if you could say anything to anybody in regards to what you do, um, what would you say to people that should probably do what you're doing? Oh, man. Um, I guess don't be afraid to take the first step, you know. Sitting in that office for two hours a day, five days a week was really irritating, but, you know, I get I get to see, you know, the, the progress that I'm creating in schools and, like, the knowledge that I'm giving to kids, and it's, like, it's super great because I wish I had had this, um, and now kids younger than me get it, uh, so, you know, just getting started is the scary part, but it's really important to do. Where can people find you do you want people to find you sure yeah, yeah. um i'm on instagram at mccluskey underscore 18 i can i guess i can email that to you for like a description or something sure um but yeah my account is public i post advocacy stuff all the time i post um speaking engagements that i do stuff like that and you know i'm happy to meet up and like chat about stuff i love doing this so yeah if people want to get in contact you know go for it you're so cool <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. That's a really good conversation, and um, Brian's amazing. So the work just always needs to be done, and what better way to start it than in high school to have an impact, to leave your legacy. So I just wanted to jump off pop culture for a second and do that, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I really do. Please stay safe out there, and stay healthy. Pay attention. Um, in the in the middle of all of what's going on right now with COVID-19. I'd also like to thank um, one of my sponsors that is a ongoing Patreon contributor. Um, he is an amazing person. He follows me all the time. Michael J. Grabowskis. Thank you so much for being one of my producers, along with my other Patreon um, as well, and I want to keep reminding you that if you want to become a patron of the podcast, please do. It's at patreon.com forward slash podcast. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio. Thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast. Encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.